0: Be your good friends, and I might drive you down the bend. But I'm sure as crazy kids will work it out in the end. I might kiss you on the lips despite your nose. But I guess that's how it goes. Let's keep falling in love with our strange
1: bedfellows. Well, let's talk about
0: babies, I guess. Babies? Yeah. What? Little babies. You want to talk about little babies? Babies making babies. Babies making babies making blogs. What are you talking about? I'm talking about my baby, I guess. I'm telling you okay. a Wave. a way.
1: That's that, oh, it's two dads, dad to dad. Which
0: which one? Joan?
1: Let's put our dad heads together. No, uh, physical human one.
0: Joan's not physical? No, I guess she is,
1: but it's a human one. Cyril. <laughs> no, new one. Oh. Beefcake.
0: Shadow facts.
1: Beefcake. I call him beefcake
0: now. You call him beefcake? Is he sort yeah. of ripped up?
1: So I'll tell you I'll tell you why. Uh his name is Lewis, for I guess for anyone who his given name on his birth certificate, but that's not what he goes by in this house. In this house he goes by beefcake. So we took yeah. him to the uh baby doctor, and the baby doctor was like, This little tiny baby
0: is too small. Yes. What did you guys do wrong? He's too small. (laughs) He's too small. What? He's too small, but he lives a vegan lifestyle.
1: It's like, he's a fucking baby. And they're like, yeah, I'm a fucking baby doctor. This baby too small. So get him bigger. Yeah. And you have to come back in two days and get him bigger. Bulk up. You got to bulk him up. Get this kid on the protein. I took it as a mission, and I was like, you know what this kid's going to like? You know what he's going to respond to is... You know, like gym talk.
0: Yeah, locker room talk.
1: So I started calling him Beefcake, and then whenever we have a bottle, I say, crush
0: that bottle, Beefcake! Yeah, that's Pulverize that fucking bottle, Beefcake! Put one of those little um, wire ball mixers into his bottle, just so he gets used to that sort of like, that sensation.
1: Yeah, hell yeah. And I put little ankle weights on him, you know? So when he's he's, like kicking his little legs. And so then two days later, we went back to the baby doctor. Two days they want to see him? Every two days? Me and Beefcake, and uh, the baby doctor was like, Wade. Evan was like, "What the fuck have you guys been doing? This Beefcake is so fucking beefy now." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, we've been deadlifting. We changed the paradigm."
0: <laughs> yeah, we've been fucking pulverizing bottles. Me and Beefcake. Yeah, we've yeah. got a whole new a whole new thought technology. Yeah, I call him Beefcake now. He's crushing bottles. He's crushing bottles,
1: and he's huge. The baby doctor was like, "All right, you fucking crushed it. You guys can go home. You're free. I'm sorry, I said your baby was too small." And I was like, "That's right. Now he's too swole. Now he's too fucking swole." So it's called beefcake now, and Cyril
0: calls it beefcake too. It's really cute. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jack, we can't do this. What? We can't do dad talk. We can't be Jack and Tanner. Why not? They're not allowed on this episode. We mm-hmm. need to excuse okay. them from the room. Can We, and we say this is need to has been Dad in talk? the actual house if you feel like you need to. This
1: has been dead talk. Yeah. And like, I it. I'm I get I it. You're excited about you're excited about your new baby. He's yeah. like
0: what? 3 weeks old? I don't know, man. And you're back in the saddle. Also, welcome back. Yeah, thanks. I'm back. Jamie and I have been doing the show without You guys me.
1: fucking slandered me so fucking hard, man. Can I talk about that? I know we got to be horny, Jack and horny Tanner. I get yep. it because this is okay. the horniest thing
0: I've ever experienced. Yeah. Reading this book, Jack and I read the horniest book we've ever read. Ho- literally
1: lives. the horniest book. I've got a lot to say about it. Um, I've seen I've seen porn that was less horny. No, this was the horniest fucking. <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> it was so I was just like absolutely blown away by how, how fucking <laughs> much of a wall to wall fuck fest this book was. Yeah, uh, I should also say probably. And uh, this is also something we're going to get into. Uh, This is not a romance. Mm. It's not a romance. No, it's not. It's not. I don't think it is. I think I'm going to tell you. I don't want to be like like a rules lawyer, but I'm going to claim that this is not. This is like it's kind of romance adjacent because it's like about uh, two people who are a couple and it's about. What they do as a couple together—that's mostly fucking. I do not think it's a romance based on the the like ten to fifteen romances I've read. I'm gonna tell it you doesn't why fit the, it, it doesn't is doesn't and fit how it's okay.
0: different from other romances. Tell but first, I want to tell—I want you to tell me how my wife and I. Oh,
1: you fucking slandered, slandered you. You absolutely fucking slandered me, and I there was nothing I could do. It's like it's the ultimate humiliation because I was—I have to edit. They make me baby nation. We made him
0: edit it. They make made him edit it. Edit it. They make me edit it. Jamie and I recorded two episodes, and we just shipped them off to Jack, and we're like, have fun. They make me edit it. Cuck. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't going to say that, but yes, exactly.
1: So I haven't listened to the one uh, that you recorded on Emma yet, Yeah. Um, but I did listen to the previous one uh, about- um, Charm Offensive. The Charm Offensive, which sounds like a great book, which I could have read it, which I'd been invited. Yeah,
0: it was a lot of fun.
1: But at the end of it, you mentioned that you were going to watch Emma and that I would probably have made you watch the Gwyneth Paltrow, Emma?
0: Yeah. I assume so, because you're like a 90s kid. You're like, oh, it, it. The, there's no better time in human history than the 1990s. And I love uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's Emma. This is
1: fucking slander. It's a slanderous thing to say about me, and I think you knew it. You
0: don't like the 1990s? Whatever, ab- it's Emma. A
1: literal abomination. Here's what I think about the. G- <laughs> Let me try. I haven't seen I, it. I haven't seen it. Here's what I think about the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma. And I. I, I don't will, know anything about it. I want to have a caveat, which is that it's it's like highly rated on Rotten Tomatoes, and so probably lots of people love it. And if you love it, that's fucking great. Go go you. Everyone has different reactions to movies, and you know, hold your head high.
0: Yeah.
1: In my personal opinion, when Judgment Day comes, and Humanity is tried for its failed stewardship of the planet. Yeah, the prosecution will only bring one piece of evidence, and it the will
0: 1990 be the nineteen
1: ninety three Gwyneth Paltrow Emma.
0: Emma, why is it so? Why is it so wrong? I don't know. I just I thought it was a bad adaptation. I you know
1: I think it is, might, it, I, is it a hit modern retelling?
0: No. Okay. Well, that's at least good because those are. Often insufferable.
1: I maybe just need to rewatch it. But at the time, I was uh, incensed. And, uh, you know, I think there may be like a- 96. There may be a little bit of a Lizzie Bennetification going on where they like, it's not actually Emma. They're just like people who make Jane Austen movies only know Lizzie Bennet. And it may also be the case that like, I don't know, Gwyneth Paltrow, like Emma is like, you, the one you watched is really good. It's great. Emma's it's fantastic. Like, like the fun of Emma is that like she's she's precocious she's bad. She's bad. Yeah. I mean she's ba- good bad, but she's like she makes a, a lot of mistakes. And I feel yeah. like they Well, she's
0: like 18. Yeah. Anyway. I believe you. I haven't seen it.
1: Anyway, that's not this is not the sort of shit that Horny Jack and Horny Tanner talk about, is it?
0: Um no. And, and we talked um Horny, horny Tanner and horny Jamie talked about Emma last week. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Um, I'm looking
1: forward to hearing that.
0: So we're not here to talk about Emma. We're here to and editing it. We're here to talk about another book. Here's the journey we went on. Yeah. Okay. As usual. Yeah. My job is to to sort of be the producer. (laughs) I'm the I'm the ombudsman. Okay, that's not that doesn't mean what you think it means. I'm the one. What's ombudsman mean? All you're the, is you're that... the liaison
1: between the, the writers and the uh, the audience.
0: <laughs> Oms, ombudsman. Yes, here we go. An official appointed to investigate individuals' complaints against mal-administration, especially that of public authorities. I think that's true of me. Okay, perfect. I'm the ombudsman. I'm the one who checks you on your shit, and I'm the one who like keeps yeah. you relatable and interesting. So anyway, it's my responsibility, I think, to a certain degree to choose the books because if I don't, you won't, and then we just won't read anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but you have a way of choosing books that aren't romances. And this well, is Well, I have no a, I
0: have a way of of <laughs> of choosing books that excite me. Yeah. I I have a, a way of judging a book by its cover.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. And this one's got quite a cover.
0: <laughs> this one has quite a cover, huh? So we were gonna read a cool, interesting book about like trans vampires, uh, yeah. but then we discovered that it's not out yet. Yeah, um, and then it's just got some hot early reviews. So yeah. expect expect a Dead Collections episode soon. Okay, okay. But once I discovered that that book's not out yet, I texted you, and I what I did was I went to Audible, which okay. is where I listen to these books, and I yeah. went to the romance section and I sorted by most popular. Okay, and one of the top books. Just okay. Jumped right out at Leapt you. off the, the okay. phone screen right at me.
1: Interesting. Okay. I
0: was wondering I was how like, you found Here this. Here we yep. go, Jack. I found us the perfect book. It's, <laughs> what is it labeled as? It's labeled it's, as a It's a gamelit harem fantasy for men. A gamelit harem fantasy for men. So this is our yeah. first romance that is for males by males. Not or, a romance. I actually, don't know who it's by. It's by a, a pen named called Rex Albion. Called Rex Albion. Albion of course means Britain
1: and Rex means
0: king. I So I, I want to, we'll get to this, but I do yeah. want to explore who we think Rex Albion is. Okay. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. But anyway, it's our first male focused romance. And it's Which I think is colloquially known as harem fic.
1: Oh really? No, I think well I don't know I don't want to I don't want to get out over my skis I don't know what harem fic is I don't know what gamelet is I have just read a gamelet harem fantasy for men so I kind of do know yeah but I think that as a romance podcast this is a backhanded compliment for you can I give you a yeah. backhanded compliment yes please uh okay and it's an open face compliment sandwich so I'll start with we the, don't
0: need sex books boys we have Jack Reacher <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what I mean
1: yeah, we got Jack Reacher. Yeah. We can crank it We're to Jack fine. Reacher. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to give you an open face compliment sandwich. Yes, you, please.
0: Uh, you have failed again. I have I have failed again, haven't this I?
1: This was not a
0: romance. You picked a You book. know the premise of the podcast is I'm not familiar with romance as a genre, yeah, and, right? And you've
1: shown it. So why ex- am I in charge of picking the books? Yeah. Okay, but hang on, let me get to the compliment part. I think that this is maybe the most interesting book you possibly could have picked. I know. R- wasn't it? For our romance podcast because it's like it's completely opened my eyes to like all sorts of things about the genre because it is it not Wyatt. being a romance and it being for men have shown me like what's what's not happening in the ones that we've read that that are romances and are not not specifically for men in the way that this is and yeah. it's i've learned so that's interesting and that's something that i'm looking forward to teasing apart with you if i may use some slightly charged horny jack like language.
0: The book is called Rescuing Roxy. We're called Horny Jack and Horny Tanner. This is the horniest book we've ever read. Yeah. Absolutely horny. Filthy. But like also not like pretty tame. Like there's no like kinks that are going to make you uncomfortable. There's no like, I don't know. Like all the sex acts are fair. Like sort of the spiciest sex act is like, Spanking, yeah. The spiciest
1: it gets is spanking in terms of like what's what's like off the beaten track, right? But it is so horny,
0: (laughs) it is so horny. So, yes, it's called Rescuing Roxy, it's uh by Rex Albion. It's Harlem, uh, what's no, uh, harem,
1: gamelet harem fantasy for men.
0: Yeah, it's just for men, it's like uh Dr. Pepper 10. (laughs) <laughs> you remember Dr. Pepper Ten? It's like Dr. Pepper Ten and Axe Body Spray. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. three. There's three
1: things that only men can can have and can it, enjoy. It can enjoy, and it's Dr. Pepper Ten, Axe Body Spray, and gamelet Harem Fantasies, and yeah. uh, also technically in terms of pH balance, um, where
0: where uh, Secret is off limits for see, us.
1: We no, but like we could we could the pH balance could. Would be right for us if we tried Secret.
0: Right, it's, we could, but it's but not, it's not, it's for, not us. for us. Yeah, but yeah.
1: the pH balance would be fucking perfect for us. This book was for us. This The pH balance of this well, book was perfect.
0: Maybe not us, but like... Not
1: us. No, I don't want to say like that us. it's for us. People, I guess, like us. I don't, you know,
0: it's pretty horny. I mean, b- boys can get a horny too, I guess. Except who... Jack, let's <laughs> analyze this. Who yeah. is it for if not us? Like, we're <laughs> too... We are two people who are open to reading romance books yeah. into fan- into fantasy as a genre. Yeah. I'm like a big gamer, so like yeah. they got me with the game shit. Like yeah. who is this for if not us? I that troubles me a little bit
1: cuz I I I I felt the whole way through it that I was like this is not for me. But it's very <laughs> horny. <laughs> but if not That's- you, who? Yeah, we should say uh, about it.
0: We should say about it. Yeah. Um it's the horniest book we've ever read. I, I just so want horny. to quickly say, it's,
1: have I said that it's a wall to wall fuck fest? It
0: is. I texted yeah. you earlier. God, I I like I want some of our our female listeners to read this and like give their reaction because I'm so curious. But yeah, I said this earlier to you on text. Uh, yeah, Jamie, the other night we, when I was transcribing my notes from American Dreamers, is that what yeah. it's called? The book we did a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, she overheard I I listened to them on audiobook and she overheard me like playing the audiobook so I could capture my notes. And I was doing two lewd dudes and she heard the sex scene. Yeah. And she's she turned to me and she said, How do you sit and listen to these books all day and not just be like constantly like horny? Yeah. Or like, you know, like how do they not like, you know, do anything for you? And I just yeah. was like, I don't know, I guess like I don't know they, they <laughs> they're like they're they're titillating like i'm I'm like you know they're they're sexy, they're fun, they like ca- catch my attention during the sex scenes, but like I'm not like running off to my bunk, you know? yeah exactly,
1: that's a firefly,
0: yeah, uh, this book, I was like sitting and like playing Pokemon and like doing other things while listening to it, as is my preference, yeah, and every time there was a sex scene, I just like stopped what I was doing. And listened. <laughs> Like despite myself, you know, and I think it's because like, well, I don't know why it is. I guess it's because like these are sex scenes, for men by men. Well, let's let's tease it apart a little bit, and then we do will say about the. Books. It makes me a little ashamed because
1: they're so horny. They're so horny. So there are two things going on. There are well, there are a few things going on, but two key things. Thing number one that makes it difficult to have like this as a control, or to have the other books as a control, is that there's much more doing it. It's in just the like, other books? Or in, in this the, book? In this book. It, yeah, this book is slam-packed.
0: So it goes slam pretty
1: hard. It's it. it's really jam-packed with sex scenes. But I don't think that that's what makes it hornier for boys. No, One I not think One so. thing I want to, and this is why I think it's not a romance, I think that, oh, let me run this by you. Yeah. I think that the lack of emotional stakes...
0: Yes, there's no emotional stakes whatsoever.
1: Which is the opposite of all of the other stuff we've read. I think that's like a part of the fantasy.
0: <laughs> oh, I think so too. I think, I, yeah, I think that's sort of what, like, I don't know much about harem yeah. fic, but I think that's kind of a staple of harem fic where it's like, it's not about the emotional stakes, it's about how many women can yeah. we pair this male character off with.
1: But, but, like, he th- he's, like, kind of mostly monogamous in the. book. I think he's
0: entirely monogamous. Yeah. I'm not sure he has sex with another person yeah. at all in the book.
1: He, like, wireistically watches some sexual interactions, but mostly he's just with her. But they only have one kind of emotional conversation, which we'll get into later. But I think that the fantasy for boys, the thing that's directed at boys specifically, is that, is that there are no, like... In the romances that we've read leading up to this, the emotional vulnerability and, like, the openness between the protagonists is, like, is part of the fantasy.
0: Yes. You know,
1: it's, like, it's not just that they're doing dirty sex on each other. Right. They're, like... the sex is so dirty. They're talking about it. (laughs) But in this, like, it's almost, like, willfully... They're not having any like meaningful conversation about each other or like they do say that they're in love with each other. They do the...
0: it but it's 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 a, a fleeting moment. And there's it comes and goes pretty quickly. There's only one moment where they have
1: like a difficult conversation
0: like an emotional talk and then of course like he's like I love you and she's like I love you too and he's like oh that's so good to hear and she's like will you fuck me in the mouth now
1: yeah but the <laughs> the one moment where they have like a difficult conversation where they like talk about their
0: boundaries
1: <laughs> is is very specifically oh
0: yeah he he overhears her he's in, like in like a hotel later like, in like an inn I don't mind we describe you having.
1: Book? Yeah, let's describe the book and then we'll get back to it.
0: We'll describe the book, but here's the other thing I'm going to say about how this is different from the the more, I guess you would say, female focused romance books we've read. Yeah, you know, and, and,
1: and with an awareness that there, you know, th- there's tons of gray area between, you know, yes, like of what what gets you off. But like this is so clearly direct It's so interesting to me. Like, what is it about this that's directed at men that makes it different? And that's one of the things. No emotional stakes.
0: One of the things I noticed is there's a lot more discussion of um, where it goes and what happens to come. Yeah. It didn't occur to me the previous 15 books we read. (laughs) Like, it just never occurred to me. I was like, oh, they never talk about what happens to the come. (laughs) But in this one, oh, boy. They go into explicit detail. Some might say too much. Some (laughs) might say too much (laughs) detail.
1: Let's say the book. We gotta say it, um, and yep. then I'll I'll try I'll put a pin in it because I want to come back to the. I think it's interesting. Like the one, the one genuinely like it felt like a romance novel in this moment. But it's it's like funny that this was the moment where they have like a real. It's not sexy. It's not about them fighting like beasts in the dungeon. It's like it's him. It's, it's, him, it's him, him like talking with about his jealousy. Boundaries that they need to set for each other, and how he feels, and it's. It, but it's interesting, specifically, like what it's about. Um, yep. Let's say the books. I'll start. Um, uh, in a That's, world, you'll start and finish. Okay, in a world that is not explored in any meaningful way, but perhaps you and I can dive into in somewhat yes. more detail.
0: Very, very interested in doing that.
1: In this future, uh, when you die, when your body dies. Your consciousness is still around
0: yes, and it's it's uploaded and
1: it's uploaded
0: that's they
1: don't go into that at all they just kind of gesture at it
0: well they go into it they go into it a little bit, Jack and I, that's actually I want to I want to stop down and talk about that for a second <laughs> Have you heard of the the show Black Mirror? Yes and have you heard of the episode of Black Mirror called San Junipero? Mm, yes, I've seen it even. Yes. Okay. Great. This yeah. is the same as that, except instead of being about like a um, female empowerment, like lesbian story of like lesbian love. Yeah. This one's just about a man um, having oral sex with a goblin. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. over and over again. Yeah. And then also here's here's a challenging thought, Jack. So everyone's yeah. consciousness gets uploaded to like a game. Yeah. And it seems, it's sort of hinted at, to Jack's point, they don't really get into the world building, but it's sort of hinted at that like you have a choice of games. Yes. And our protagonist has chosen something along the lines of World of Warcraft. Yes. Um, At one point, he says that the world of Albion is populated by Awoken. The Awoken, yeah. The Awoken, which is one of two kinds of people. Yeah. People who have died. Yeah. And who have been uploaded into the game. Mm-hmm. And then people who are visiting via a VR headset.
1: Oh, I didn't quite catch that second part. That's interesting.
0: And can you imagine, Jack, Yeah, if your father died <laughs> and was uploaded to a video game and you were able to go visit him <laughs> and like, like, speak let's... with him. Yeah. But when you entered the video game via your VR headset, it turns out that it was... A wall to wall fuck fest, the horniest <laughs> experience you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, this is my goblin wife. <laughs> your dad. <laughs> I'd like you to meet Roxy. It's my goblin wife. It's my goblin wife. Yeah. Excuse me while I uh, penetrate her. <laughs> I have to. I have to to get the God's uh, blessing.
1: I, I miss. I missed that. I was skimming. Tw- I, I, I read fast in between the sex scenes on this one. <laughs> Uh, so I missed I missed that little <laughs> nugget of world building. Okay. Yeah. So so in this world when you die your body is uploaded into the kind of AI sphere. And you choo- you can what you can you can do whatever you want, but it sounds like what a lot of people choose to do is like what's the latest fucking game technology that I can go and inhabit. Right. And the the hottest new game or one of the hottest new games is this game called Albion something something Albion and uh, our hero who goes by the name of Vandal Lionheart that's his avatar's
0: name his real name is Conrad Jack's into the game and it's basically like but he's passed he was killed by a self-driving car okay he reveals is that true? Yeah. yeah Okay. yeah he, he reveals that he was he was run over by a self-driving car yeah future you know <laughs> yeah
1: that's the future that liberals want yeah and so he jacks into this game and it's like um you know it's a it's a it's a pretty basic like kind of not even like not even an rpg like a a dungeons and dragons-esque game
0: it's it's world of warcraft like it's world of warcraft i have played enough world of warcraft to tell you that 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 what they are trying to to do yeah is world of warcraft
1: so you know uh Whatever
0: you're loving, familiarity. So horny.
1: Yeah, but it's a World of Warcraft, but sexy. And he's like, okay, I'm gonna go and like try to kill some cultists. And cultist is like D and D speak for like, like your basic low level, the first things that you kill in a quest. Baddie. And he goes to kill some cultists and immediately runs into another person who has uploaded their consciousness into the game.
0: Yes, and what an interesting choice she made and her name
1: is Roxy Lickspring. Good name. And um, she is a goblin, and she's green. A she's co- uh, goblin queen. She's a goblin queen, and she's green, and she has she's pointy f- ears. Five foot. Yeah, but other than that, is just a sexy lady.
0: <laughs> just a very sexy lady, and so yeah. she is also in Awoken, which means that she is also someone who passed away and was uploaded into the game. Yeah, but she made a very deliberate choice to not play a hero, but instead to play a, a damsel in distress. Yeah, and
1: this is where we get into some like I think. Well, I don't want to put any motivations into Rex Albion's capable. Oh mind gosh,
0: here. we we should talk about Rex Albion.
1: But I think that there's like the the explanation throughout the book is that the reason she's so submissive is that it's a kink, sure. but it's. A pretty convenient kink. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 yeah. She wants for the to be, purposes of she's, she's this. She's like a, a sub
1: game lit harem fantasy for men, right? Which is that she's basically just like I, like my reason for being for uploading my consciousness in this game is I want to basically very just gleefully and voluptuously do
0: horny sex with horny sex with
1: you all the time, and
0: then thank you for it. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh let's quickly talk about Rex Albion. Okay. Well, like, we've okay, but
1: that's that's like then it's a wall-to-wall fuck fest and there's like then kind a of some
0: plot. Fest. Yeah. Okay, we'll get into the
1: rest of the plot. But we'll yeah, get let's into talk the, about Rex
0: Albion. Yes, I want to talk about Rex Albion because um did you read Rex Albion's bio? I couldn't he's like obviously is a famous in other v- venues. Yes, let's read. Let's read. let's read. Let's read. About Rex Albion. Rex Albion is a new pen name for an established author with a lot of other books under my belt in other genres. As Rex, I'll be writing men's adventure fiction for manly men. Jack. Yeah. A pen name for an established author. Okay. With a lot of other books under his belt in Mm -hmm. other genres. Okay. And this book was fun. Yeah. Pretty funny. Yeah, pretty funny. Oh, pretty, my God. Pretty silly. Oh, my God. I
1: think I know where you're going with this.
0: Kind of a, a little bit of a gut buster. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sort of knocks you on your ass with its unexpected humor because you're like, you're, immer- you're, you're nipple yeah. deep in like- You're nipple deep in it, yeah. Some of the like, cummiest, horniest yeah. sex scenes you've ever read yeah. in your life. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they'll drop like a- a pretty like well delivered pun,
1: yeah. And you have a you'll have a fallen off your chair moment, won't you? You're like,
0: oh, pretty, like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> who wrote this? It's pretty silly. It's pretty silly and funny. Well, I'll tell you who wrote it, Jack, an established author with a lot of other books under a under their belt in another. It could only be one genre. Yeah. And I I can think of someone. Yeah. A male author. Yeah. Who is who I know to to write under a pen name. Yeah. Uh, what's 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 was his pen name? J.D. Salinger. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Salinger is an anagram for Lorangeus. Ninja Gaiden book. Uh what was who was the, what was this ghostwriter name on that Ninja FX9.
1: FX9 did this one. Peter Laranges, we see you. We see you. We, we see can you, smell beard. you from a mile off. This has got your stink
0: all over it. It's <laughs> got your stink all over it
1: so versatile <laughs> I did a
0: lot of research I tried to figure out who Rex Albion was and I couldn't like could get a definitive answer clearly keeping it pretty close to the chest
1: he had like a pretty interesting
0: well ep- I would did you read too his, his, <laughs> did you read his epilogue no I didn't read the uh, the epilogue was not included on the well it was pretty interesting he was like I'm.
1: it was like it was just about like the business of it he's like I yeah. quit my job as a content marketing professional and like I'm really trying to make it work so I hope oh, you Jesus. buy my book yeah. was it you? <laughs> It
0: could be me. <laughs> Are you the author of this book? I could write this. I could, and this is a, this is a, like, it's a horny book. It's porn. I, yeah, it's porn. But, like, it's kind of well-written. <laughs> it's pretty, <laughs> f- like, pretty breezy and fun.
1: I think, like, the the writing, it, it goes by, well, it's, like, not badly written from that, from the point of view of prose. From the point of view of, like, Horniness, 10 out of 10, man. Horniness 10 out of 10. Absolutely crushed it. Um, d- uh,
0: intricately describing the rules of a role-playing game. Yeah. 10 out of 10. They 10 do that. 10 out of 10. Rex uh, Albion will spend yeah. pages describing the complexities of like leveling a character up. Emotional or narrative stakes, 0 out of 10. Well, I don't know if we need those. I, th- yeah. I Clearly, we don't... <laughs> I don't think that's required for a book to be good. <laughs>
1: like at no point are the characters in danger. At no point are the characters, except for this one moment that I will discuss with you, are the characters at odds with one another. At no point are the characters at odds with another character in uh, the novel.
0: We haven't even described the book.
1: Yeah, let's take a break and we'll, do, and we'll finish it. We've also got to review this one for the Grey Lady. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Okay. And now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, a dilly-dilly, my lord. <laughs> oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company, Visit BetterHelp.com/slash-bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. dot com slash bedfellows. Okay, let's tear through the rest of the plot, such as it is. Um, he meets Roxy. They uh, they they immediately do. Wall to wall truck fest, intercourse. Yes. yes, thank you. And then she's like, "Okay, let's go on our, this game quest." Throughout the quest of the game, it, like gaming elements are introduced. That is, you know, I think part of the fantasy for you know gamer types. Um, I'm sure you enjoyed that. That's like, oh, you get plus five charisma type of shit. Yeah. I I, I kind of skimmed past that stuff. Then Loved it. Um,
0: completely absorbed. Man, talk about the male gaze. <laughs> just get into like the stats of an RPG character. <laughs> he has he,
1: in his epilogue he talks about that. He's like, "I really hope that I calibrated the stats of the RPG right." Like, I know <laughs> yeah. I'm going to I'm going to get feedback and I'm open to it, but this was that was one of the most important things to me. It was like, "Hey, here's one piece sure. of
0: feedback, Rex. Way too much RPG stuff." <laughs> <laughs> I am a huge fan of RPGs, but yeah. like n- th- some of these like these passages with the stats. I was just like,
1: all right, (laughs) Jesus. But so basically what's happening is that their mission in the game is to set up a cult to the goddess Amoria, who is a sexual goddess who's- god of porking. Requires offerings that, uh, that involve the act of sex and lovemaking and doing it in a sexual way. Yes. And this is in opposition to the- Barely present in this novel, but I guess antagonist of the novel, which is the cult of libido, Libidos. which is a, a demon god who requires his cultists to do it and do sex and have sex in a sexual way, but also it's evil. It's it's
0: selfish. You're
1: murdered afterwards. It's yeah, selfish. you're murdered afterwards. And you're murdered afterwards.
0: And we meet a character at the very end of the book called Randy. No, his name's name? Norman. Norman, <laughs> who is also a, a player in this game who has decided to join the cult of, Yeah, uh,
1: and that's for that's kind of setting up for the next book. Um, what I assume is the next That's book, yeah. basically it during the course of setting up no, this No, there's cult, so much
0: more. No, of course. They set up the cult. They do a lot of sex. Yeah. They go into town. They level up their characters <laughs> several times. Um, they meet another couple. Okay, so I got to talk about this other couple because I've I've teased it a few times.
1: They meet another couple called Tom and Valkyrie. Val Valkyrie, and they like have some, they.
0: <laughs> Her name is spelled Carrie, like K E R R Y, but with Val on the front.
1: They vie with one another to see they they like meet in a ta- tavern and they vie with each other to see who could be the loudest and most graphic. Uh, in their sexual shouting through the walls, and then this is the moment that I've alluded to, where they finally have a conversation about their feelings. Roxy,
0: I don't know how to say. By this. the way, by the way, the voice actors who did the yeah. Valkyrie and Tom, yeah, like sort of ran out of voices and accents to do it by this point. Okay, so uh valkyrie and tom have the thickest brooklyn accents <laughs> in the audiobook
1: i loved i listened partially on the audiobook and i loved the uh, the voice actors they really like just gave their best they were clearly yeah. professionals who were like okay i guess this is the book we're, we're just
0: gonna have fun with
1: this one <laughs> um they like it really did accents for everybody uh after how can i describe this in a way that's not too graphic because i know a lot of people listen to this around the dinner table. Um, uh, after an act of lovemaking that yeah. results in um, s- seminal fluid um, uh, on, being,
0: deposited being deposited onto the face of Roxy, the Goblin Queen. Uh, Roxy then goes next door.
1: And, yes. To uh, Tom and Valkyrie's To Tom
0: and Valkyrie's place. Room at the inn.
1: Wherein... Uh, to borrow a banana to borrow a banana and the fluid i hate But not the for, sex- I not hate for the sexual not for sexual this is uh, the not worst sexual I've ever been inside of so i'd love to get out of it as quickly as possible I, and just <laughs> i don't
0: remember why they needed a banana but it wasn't for sex
1: the um during the process of, of retrieving the banana the seminal fluid is removed uh via orally yes thank you and
0: <laughs> by a third party, but when she, thank you
1: and the, okay, good, that was good. And then she comes back and they have like a real conversation. It's like the
0: well, it's <laughs> I, I think you're you're sort of you're 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 making it a little opaque. So what happened is well, Roxy got, goes next it. door to get a banana. I've got it. She has it. off by okay. A, I just said it by like a. I just went to great. Please do liberally bleep this. She has the yeah. off by a yes, and while that's happening. Valkyrie is being by her husband, Tom, and to the sight of off the. Yeah,
1: I just went to great Lakes And
0: all of that can be overheard, is being overheard by Vandal in his room. Yeah. And he's stewing, isn't he? Yeah, while he's and feeling bad. And bleep that, too. You yeah. didn't have to bleep that, No, too. and I went to great lengths
1: to describe it in a way that I didn't have to bleep, but now people just heard, like, a, a sea of bleeps. But, um... So, she comes... He... Uh, Ro- uh, Roxy comes back, and then, then they have this conversation. Vandal sighed, trying to work out how he felt about this. This is, like, the only moment where they talk about, like, their internal lives. He could tell he was hearing the truth. Roxy hadn't touched Tom at all. And Rose, well... Rose was a local, not an Awoken. Basically, she's an uh, artificially generated She's an NPC. An NPC, uh, to use a technical term, a non-player character. She's not a real yes. person. Uh, a computer-driven NPC, not a human being living in a digital afterlife or visiting through a VR set. Why don't you tell me where you want to draw the line, said Roxy. I won't get upset if it's a local, as long as it's a woman but no men, says Vandal. And yeah. no other awoken either way. That just feels different, and I don't want to find out if it makes me jealous. He was struggling not to sound petulant, but this felt like an important conversation to have. I think
0: we've, I think we have found out of it Roxy
1: makes me was absolutely the sexiest, funniest woman he'd ever been with, and he wanted to not be sure woman, they were goblin. on the same page before he got his heart broken. I just like—it's fascinating to me that like the one moment of emotional vulnerability in this movie is the guy being like. Like very specifically, it's fine for you to do whatever with other girls as long as they're artificially generated, but you can't do anything with other guys re- either way.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> like that's that's like the when we finally peer
0: into his heart. <laughs> like that's that's the one moment of tension in this novel. <laughs> I will say though, <laughs> he is pretty faithful to her. It's not no, like he's then nice turning around he's and like nice. doing a bunch bad. of like.
1: He's not bad. I am just like, I'm
0: interested in it from the point of view of it's like, what is it? Why? This is for men. (laughs) It's, It's the social politics of this book are so strange because it's at the same time sex positive and also incredibly like gross. It's so gross. Yeah. It's, it's a male fantasy.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm interested in. It's like, what is it that when you try to code male desire, like, why is it so different? It's, but it is. Why does it feel so different? So And like, different. what are the pieces?
0: And it also feels so like it just feels like nastier. You it's, know, yeah. it just feels like grosser. Yeah. It's also a little titillating, and it also like
1: it's titillating. I'm not gonna
0: lie. I was like, Jamie, Valentine's Day is coming up. I'm gonna go <laughs> order uh, green body paint right now <laughs> because <laughs> I got a thing about I got a thing for goblins now. Yeah. Let me tell you. Jamie,
1: I've got good good news for you. I know we're still in a pandemic and we have a 2-year-old, so we can't go out for Valentine's Day like we used right. to and go to a nice restaurant or like go to a play or watch the symphony. But right. on the other hand, I did get some green body paint.
0: <laughs> yeah, and a and a, like a leather loincloth,
1: <laughs> some point fake pointy ears. So so <laughs> Valentine's Day is <laughs> Valentine's is Day is back
0: on figured out.
1: Um, You had a game for us. I do have a game for us. (laughs) Don't I?
0: Yeah. It's called... British novel of the week. Okay, perfect. And this is this is sort of a callback to um, our battle days doing Babysitters Club books. Mm-hmm. We used to play a game where we would sort of compare the Babysitters Club texts to yep. popular American Some of the novels. the great. Yeah, mm-hmm. the original segment was called Great American Novel. Yes, this is Great British Novel of the Week. I'll read you a passage to begin with. Okay. <clears throat> Don't tell me you're not a fan of the greatest books ever, she teased. She's British.
1: Yeah, she's British.
0: He couldn't lie. Of course he was. Even the films and the show they were supposed to be doing. Keep in mind, Rex, a quick note. Yeah. That show's coming out, like, in six months, and this is the, like, near future, so. Yeah. It's not a show they were supposed to be doing. It's a show that has come and gone, presumably.
1: Yeah, well, and also, Rex, a similar note, like, his, he has a lot of, like, nerd references throughout. And they're like, it's all stuff that's, like, now. And one of it was, like, <laughs> I guess this
0: book was written about a year ago.
1: They were like, oh, I love the, like, I love the 15th season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's, oh, like, guys, they're
0: talking about the eighth season of uh, Game in, of Thrones. In a hundred years from now, <laughs> when we're yeah, all uploaded into the be.
1: machines, like, the however many seasons of Brooklyn Nine-Nine is not going to be that, like... <laughs> common cultural reference
0: don't tell me you're not a fan of the greatest books ever she teased he couldn't lie of course he was even the films and the show they were supposed to be doing she looked him up and down maybe given your choice of character class you'd prefer another franchise i can't lie i'm a fan of it all i'm still waiting for the tv series about a cimmerian though cimmerian Mm -hmm. but you still acknowledge the lord of the rings is the best right You're not one of these fans of season eight of you-know-what, are you? Roxy asks, squinting at him suspiciously. There it is, that passage.
1: Yep, talking about Game of Thrones.
0: Absolutely not. I'm still hoping the books finish better, and I love the professor's work. It's even good without the scouring. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So they want us thinking about Tolkien. They
1: want us thinking about Tolkien yeah quite clearly and he even says like at some point he's like he goes into like
0: tom he says i wish they'd filmed it all including tom, tom bombadil. bombadil yeah and that's that's and, yeah, the hey, basis buddy, of same
1: that's the basis of their love and hey buddy same
0: yeah i would love to see a tom bombadil film maybe where he um marries his wife the river goldberry yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would
1: watch a whole tom bombadil film that's just that
0: yeah yep anyway um so anyway, I thought we played. He a wants game. us thinking about Tolkien. I thought we play a game called "Is this J.R.R. Tolkien or is it Rex Albion?"
1: Yeah. Okay. Good. That's easy for me. That'll be easy for me because I've just read Rex Albion, and I've re- I re- used to read Lord of the Rings every year for about ten years, probably once a year. Yeah. Every year, I'd read all of them. Oh wow! So I think I'm gonna do a good job on this. Maybe Make it's time it I read some. them again.
0: Maybe it's time I read them again. I've been waiting. I was just to thinking, read that them to my kid. I was uh, actually just thinking that too. As I was reading, before we started recording, I was reading some beautiful passages from Tolkien for this yeah. segment. And I was like, man, these books are good.
1: You want to hear a sweet story? Yeah, please. Um, a- after college, when I was sort of like listless and didn't really know what I was going to do with my life, I persuaded my friend Peanut to move to Rome with me. Excuse me? After college, uh, when I was listless and Peanut? didn't really know what to do with my life, I persuaded my friend Peanut to move to Rome with me.
0: Okay. What's Peanut's real name? Is it Peanut?
1: His real name is Brett. Okay. I called him Peanut, though. Peanut and I moved to Rome together. I mean, like, I moved to Rome, and I persuaded Peanut to come out for a couple months while I was moving to Rome. And uh, it was good of him, because he, like, never left the U.S. even. So it was, like, pretty impressive. that He was like, fuck it, yeah, I'll come to live with you in Rome for a few months. I would Um, do that. And, uh, you know, we didn't know anybody, and uh, we were kind of learning Italian on the fly. We ran an apartment, and during the period of living together, I learned that he had never even heard of
0: The Lord of the Rings. What? It just, like, had skipped him by. He was not a reader. But this this is presumably before the films came out.
1: Yeah, I think it must have been. But he was like, no, it was around the time the films came out, because we. I was, he was like, oh, let's watch the films. And I was like, no, you got to read it first. And he was like, I've only read like five books in my life.
0: Yeah. And that's true of a lot of people.
1: So every night in our like weird little apartment in Parioli in the northern Rome, we read Lord of the Rings to each other. Oh, that's so cute. Isn't that sweet? We read the whole fellowship so of the nice. Rings together. We would just take it in turns reading to each other until it one sounds of us so got, cozy. our voices got tired. And then when we finished reading it, we watched the movies.
0: That is a very nice friend thing to do. Um, it also sounds like a thing that maybe two lovers would do. It but. does sound like a thing two lovers would do.
1: I guess that's what makes it sweet, right? When it's kind of on the boundary of that, it's a very yeah, loving. Yeah, yeah. It's a very yeah, loving yeah. thing. It's a very intimate thing to
0: read to someone. Very. Intimate. It's not yeah.
1: a thing that male friends probably do a lot. I guess that's why I think it's
0: except sweet. if uh, unless they're male friends in the Lord of the Rings, because yeah. they're very the the male characters in the Lord of the Rings are very vulnerable.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that very Frodo sensitive. was was reading like the fucking Song of Lothl and to sam before bedtime a lot do
0: you want to hear a very sweet story
1: yeah i guess so yeah we're in the middle of a segment but yeah let's do it let's have another sweet story. every single
0: night every single night yeah when i put miles to bed yeah i sing him a lullaby and we have since the day he was born we one of us sings him in a lullaby jamie usually sings him the billy joel song down easter alexa okay and i sang him the song of the Antwives from oh. two towers that's so nice yeah I that's just, beautiful uh, the, you make someone, up a tune someone someone on YouTube yeah put a tune to it and yeah. I just sing that version that's really he sweet he loves it that's lovely he loves hearing about the ends and the end waves
1: I love that I love to hear yeah. that let's go through this segment because we've got to review this book for the New York Times and for the Grey Lady and then we have to go warning warning this segment is surprisingly graphic if you're listening at home uh, at the dinner table or with your preacher, or on the subway, out loud. Be warned: this segment is surprisingly
0: graphic. Warning, warning. I'm trying to figure out the best way to obscure the character names. I guess maybe I'll just use, uh, I'll just what? use Frodo and Sam. Use as kind Lord of, of a the cypher. Rings
1: character names
0: for both, yep.
1: and I'll know that sometimes it's a it's a head fake.
0: Yes. Okay. Okay. Here we go. As impressive as his new physique was, when Sam came for the third time, Frodo came again, just as he subsided. The hobbit drew away from him, then turned around and cleaned their combined cum off his cock with his mouth, eagerly swallowing it and smiling at him. Okay. Is this
1: right after they've realized it? they've awakened something in the depths of Moria and they're afraid, but they don't know what it is. And they have to huddle together for warmth. And, See, and I knew this like, was going to be a the problem. Battle, I knew,
0: I knew that you wouldn't totally understand the head fake thing. Yeah. And like, you would just get caught up on the names, but okay. that was, that was, um, that's from this that book. Was the, that was this book. And it was okay. actually a scene starring Vandal and Roxy.
1: Okay. All right. Well, for one, Oh, for one. Yeah. Okay. Just do a couple more. Okay.
0: Sam's mouth closed and his eyes sparkled, and he swallowed dutifully before showing off his clean tongue and empty mouth. Does it please you, my lord? You know it does, Minx. Does it please you, though? Sam chuckled and licked Frodo again. I have a naughty side and a good side. The naughty girl loves tasting my cum on your cock, licking up your lovely spunk, feeling your cum in my mouth, She said. Uh, he said before he swallowed his cock again and began to bob up and down on his erection.
1: Okay, so I think this has got to be the moment right when they decide to tackle the mountain, Caradras, because they don't want to go the scary underground route, and the the terrible winds of Caradras knock them back, and even Legolas can't Make
0: it much further, and they have to huddle together for warmth. I'm I'm really worried that you're not getting the the print. Like, do you understand that I'm saying Sam and Frodo when I mean Roxy and Van? This is right? it's
1: not this isn't Lord of the Rings. I got it wrong again.
0: Yeah, it's you're wrong again.
1: <sighs> okay, all right. Let's do uh, one, let's do one let's, couple more. Let's do two more. Okay,
0: two more. Okay, or do you just want to do one more? You know, you're the boss here. You tell me. Sam pulled back just as Frodo's cock pulsed, and Sam looked down in surprise, because he loved him to come in his mouth. Okay, I know that. Sam ones. was grinning like a madwoman, or the proverbial Cheshire Cat, which he supposed was a mad cat.
1: Um, this is right after they kill
0: Shelob, right? Nope, this is from this book. Okay. One more, Jack. Yeah. There, peeping among the cloud rack above a dark tor high up in the mountains, Sam saw a white star twinkle for a while. The beauty of it smote his heart, and he looked up out of the forsaken land, and hope returned to him. For like a shaft, Mm -mm. clear and cold, the thought pierced him in the end. Okay that the shadow was only a small and passing thing. There was light and high beauty forever beyond its reach.
1: Okay, so I think this is a misdirection because... Charge language, right? I think the shaft piercing him in the end does make me think that it's this book, but the small and passing thing <laughs> would never happen in Rex Albion. <laughs>
0: So that's Lord of the Rings. I don't Rings. know if that's true. I don't think we have time to get into Bingus Butchers, but there is a. I think that's a... Lord
1: of the Rings when they're hiding from the Nazgul.
0: That is true. Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay. you got one right. <laughs> one of four. <laughs> um, we don't really have time for Bingus Butchers, no. but they do like to give Vandal very... the Barbarian a lot of shit for his very tiny penis.
1: Not really. It's like, Nick... it's. I
0: think it's sort of joke. It's a lo- yeah. Little they're, Josh in in them. they're Josh and they're Josh and yeah.
1: Them. Yeah. Um, we've got. To review this novel for the Gray Lady, then we got to get out of here. Yeah, um, please. So, as you know, your wife, your wife, yes. uh, was the uh, reviewer for the New York Times review yeah. of romances. Column. But she she hung up her she hung spurs. up her spurs, didn't she? Yeah. But I'm sure she's got connections back there. And what I oh, want sure. to ask of you, and I guess of Jamie through you, is I feel inspired to be a romance columnist. And I think so too. I think someone's got someone's book. got to pick up that man- mantle. And if we write something now, do you think you you could get it to Jamie, and Jamie could get it to her friends? Yep. as a great lady, and we yep. can yep. just yep. get it in. Print? Say no
0: more It's not a problem. I think that it will be
1: easy, and yeah.
0: I think everyone involved will be welcoming and excited about the possibility. Okay. And I think our pitch is like, hey, we're two dudes, two yep. straight dudes, and we read a harem. Game lit fantasy, harem for fantasy for men. For men, Yeah, and we're we're excited to we're eager to review it for the New York Times. Yes, that's perfect. That could be in our letter, in our coffee yep. letter. Yep. Okay, I don't have much
1: yet, but I've got a first sentence of our review. Okay. And I think we can just go from there. Okay. And remember, this is the New York Times, so we need to use like elevated prose. You got to use SAT words. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Tell me how this strikes you. The experience of reading this scintillating novel by
0: Ooh. Newcomer. How many syllables is that? Four? Scintillate. Yeah. Four wow. Syllable.
1: The experience of reading this scintillating novel by Newcomer Rex Albion yes. can best be described as leafing through a Dungeons and Dragons instruction manual cover to cover while watching back-to-back cum shot videos on Pornhub. <laughs> Yes, accurate. <laughs> <laughs> and the advantage of that is there's a, a, a
0: Twitter bot that
1: you know if out- I'm looking
0: through the New York Times, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I and I see and I see that review, I'm going to go like, hmm, okay, oh, okay. That sounds interesting. Tell <laughs> <Help> me more. <laughs> I'd like to see what that's like. You want to talk about the New York Times bot that my wife desperately tried to to trigger while she was a romance reviewer in yeah. the New York Times and uh, had her editor made her remove the term. I think it was finger blast.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: I, I was, was thinking a, from a review because uh, Jamie was deliberately trying to trigger the bot. Yeah,
1: there's a bot we should say. There's a Twitter bot that tweets out every time a word is first ever used in the New York Times. And mm-hmm. uh, Jamie tried to get it there with finger blast but I think had it edited out. I think we're in with a shot
0: with this one. Okay. You don't think they've used the word come in?
1: Shot. Come shot. We'll try to come make shot. it one word. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's as far as I got for our first sentence. <sighs> okay.
0: Um, that's the headline, right? That's the lead. That's the lead. Okay. So written by the inimitable yeah. Peter Larangis. Yeah. <laughs> we th- come We think.
1: <laughs>
0: We're pretty sure. We're pretty sure. Yeah. This wall-to-wall fuckfest. This wall-to-wall fuckfest <laughs> um, will leave you horny, yeah. Or I, I'm, I'm 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 that's that's part one of an ascending tricola.
1: Okay, horny. Do we want to uh, make this
0: alliterative? Uh, heaving, I'd like to aim for that. I'd certainly like to yeah. aim for that. Horny, heaving, and Horuspicating.
1: Uh, that's an SAT word.
0: Yes, and that's what we want.
1: Horuscicate. That's going to trigger
0: the bot to predict. Oh, well, it's not. Oh, to, well, yeah, it is. It is sort her of like you. It is a little bit of a black mirror. Yeah. Like this is the this is a vision of like a <laughs> I I can't tell if it's a utopian or a dystopian <laughs> future. <laughs> Honestly.
1: I, I guess I should be writing this down. I've been, failed to be
0: writing it down. Okay.
1: The experience of reading this scintillating
0: novel by newcomer Rex Albion. So then I guess because you mentioned Rex Albion there, we'll want to say like, writing under the pen name Rex Albion, comma, yeah. the inimitable Peter Laranjus is responsible for the prose in this okay. scintillating novel. Writing under the pen name Rex
1: Albion, the writer...
0: Inimitable. There needs to be an SAT word in there. Inimitable.
1: Laranjus is responsible
0: for for the what scintillating
1: prose in this
0: novel yeah and then put I mean I if you want a hedge you can put in parentheses. like we suspect we suspect yeah so now we're back to where you were
1: so what's your ascending tricola again I don't remember this novel will leave you
0: yes this novel will leave you horny this novel uh, let's say
1: what it's about this novel about um barbarians young love Oh wait, no, we said this wall-to-wall fuck fest. This yes, wall Yes, sorry, to... this
0: wall-to-wall fuck fest. Wall fuck fuck fest. fest. Although it is there's is also <laughs> face fucking.
1: About barbarians and greedy goblins. What about greedy goblin goblins?
0: That's good. I like that.
1: Greedily gobbling goblins. So we need something for barbarians. Um, big beefy barbarians. Big beefy barbarians and greedy greedy gobbling goblins. That is Actually, quite beautiful. This wall-to-wall fuckfest about big, beefy barbarians and greedy gobbling greedy gobbling goblins will
0: leave you horny. Should we just and then we just had in we had, had a second
1: written? We will remind you almost certainly by Peter Lorangis, yeah. Just yeah, in yeah.
0: case people have forgotten, yeah. We'll leave you horny, yeah. And then what was our second phrase in the ascending tricolon? Heaving, heaving, and yes. haruspicating. And heraspicating. I hope that triggers the bot. I hope it triggers the bot, too. Yeah. And it's true. It, it, yeah. it does horuspicate the book.
1: Yeah. Is it Tolkien? Oh, that's ask. good.
0: Confidently, yes. You may
1: ask, to which we, your humble reviewer, here at the Grey Lady.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Your humble reviewers here at the Grey Lady. Confidently say respond yes. Respond confidently. Yes. Confidently.
0: Yes. Or at least as any living author can get. Yeah. As at to least the poetic as prose, close.
1: As any
0: living author has gotten, maybe. Has gotten to the poetic prose
1: of our, should we say, of our Lord and Savior?
0: Well, you know what they call him in the book? They call him the Professor. Of and the professor, pretty, and that's alliterative, isn't it? Nice way. That isn't feels it? pretty hoity-toity. The poetic
1: it? prose of the professor. Of that, let's just do one an adjective, if we can. Of the, the pontificating professor.
0: Mm, yes. Pontificating
1: professor. Oh my God, Jay, they're gonna think Jamie did this one.
0: I know. They're gonna be like, "Oh, she's back. She's back. She came out of retirement for this one." Uh, let's just close it out Yeah let's close it out Um, I'll be in my bunk
1: I'll be in my bunk <laughs> That's perfect In my bunk Uh, Jack Shepard and Tanner Greenring P.S. we love this one.
0: Oh yeah P. Did you love it? You love this book? I found it very titillating You're gonna go to Goodreads and review it?
1: I'll throw this review on Goodreads On your personal Goodreads? On my personal Goodreads <laughs> Uh, can I okay. read it back to you real quick? And then we yeah, do have please. to go. Yep. Okay. Dear, the, I mean, dear readers of the Great League. The experience of reading the scintillating novel by newcomer. Dear subscribers. Dear subscribers. The experience of reading the scintillating novel by newcomer Rex Albion. This one's going to
0: be behind the paywall.
1: Yes. Can best be described as similar to that of perusing a Dungeons and Dragons instruction manual cover to cover while watching back-to-back cumshot videos on Pornhub. Yes. Writing under the pen name Rex Albion, the inimitable Peter Lorangus, is we suspect responsible for the scintillating prose in this novel. Yes, this wall-to-wall fuckfest about big, beefy barbarians and greedy goblin goblins, written, will remind you almost certainly by Peter Lorangus, will leave yes. you horny, heaving, and haruspicating. Yes, is it Tolkien? You may ask. To which we, your humble reviewers here at the Great Lady, will respond confidently: Yes. Or at least as close as any living author has gotten to the poetic prose of that pontificating professor. Perfect. I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> Jack Shepard and Tanner Greenring, P.S. We love I guess song. you should say
0: we'll be in our bunks. <laughs> we'll be in our bunks. But otherwise, I think that's cut in print.
1: Okay, we did it. We don't have time for burns. We don't have time for anything else. We gotta go. Oh, I have a burn. Okay, say it so fast because we, yeah, gotta we go. have to do it. We have it to do Say it so fast because yeah. we got to go. Say it so fast because we got to You're not go.
0: allowed to skip burns just because you have a baby.
1: I promised my wife I'd make her dinner.
0: Just because you have a baby, you can't skip because burns. Because we have a baby. Please say it so fast. Roxy nodded. I didn't want people thinking I'd wandered into the wrong game. I suppose you picked Lionheart because you're going to be so brave and heroic. Her eyes sparkled mischievously which he'd never seen eyes do in real life. But he could have sworn there was a subtle lens flare effect when she said it. Yeah, that was the idea. Not too subtle, is it? Subtlety is sometimes overrated, Roxy said. Did you get Vandal from the comics or because you're a big savage barbarian? The later, but the rest works too. Where's that accent from? I can't place it. New Zealand? Roxy laughed. No, from the home counties. England, around London, she added when she saw his confusion. That's a burn on you and your bad English accent, Jack. Okay.
1: Yeah, fair enough, because it sounds like it's from New Zealand.
0: What are you, from New Zealand? Yeah. What are you, from South Africa with that accent? I got a burn on me, too, if you want to hear it real fast. Yeah, please. Seriously, though, I think they have a painting of one of the foul beasts in
1: the Sewer Fighters Guild. Just remember to go and buy some posies from the gardeners before you visit their hall. They try to keep it clean, but the Jacks and Jills can't smell much of anything. Best to stay upwind if you catch my drift, and you surely don't want to catch theirs. Jacks, I said. An old nickname for the sewer fighters
0: oh yeah you are a sewer fighter
1: and so in this novel there's a guild of people who like hang out in the sewers Just go and into fight the sewer big rats and, and their they rats. And that is, is you. you went
0: to your crawl space and fought, fought rats one time That's literally so. true well uh, we have to
1: go we have to leave uh we have no time for anything except to say please do subscribe to our patreon at patreon.com slash bscc podcast thank you for listening to our podcast and also, thank you for rating and reviewing it on iTunes and for uh, buying our merch at bit.ly slash Uh You can also support our show at bit.ly slash jake And uh, tell a friend about the show. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, this week, we did read a novel. The novel we read was, of course, called Rescuing, Rescuing Roxy. Roxy. Vandal the Barbarian, book one by Rex Albion. It's a wall-to-wall fuckfest. I recommend it if you like that sort of thing. It's a game-lit harem fantasy for men. Next week, we're going to be reading a romance novel. Um, And uh, we forgot to figure out what it is, so hey, guess what? Jack, who's probably editing this episode and thinks he's done with it, go and do a a fucking pickup where you say what it is we're reading next week. Uh, And here's that. It's The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. Uh, Thanks, Jack. That was great. And all that remains for me to say is that this week I have, of course, been Jack Alexander Shepard. My
0: name is Tanner Greenring. Horny Tanner Greenring.
1: Oh, sorry. My name is Horny Jack Alexander Shepard. Your name is Horny Tanner Daniel Greenring. Yes, that's correct. And we don't have an outro for the
0: show still somehow. No. Yes. How many episodes in are we? 23. We might be childhood friends, and I might drive around the bend. But I'm sure it's crazy, kids will like it.